Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Tuesday the 22nd. You are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. So I have to tell you, because we were talking about this just before we went on air, my neighbor posted this post from pollen.com. That is a thing uh, that exists. We're getting attacked. Yeah. So yesterday and today, 8.9, which is medium high, but your nose says that's a lie. It's high. Well, like I always <laughs> am suffering from allergies anyways. So then go figure as soon as it starts getting nice out, mm-hmm. let me outside. Then I am just <laughs> a mess. But it's so pretty. So if you hear any weird noises in the background while people are talking today, it's You're not just me. Trying just trying to going, breathe. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just me trying to survive. That's it. You know what though? Survive if you must, because we have goodies from Sandy Hamilton in That's the studio. Right. That's right. Joining us first is Berkeley County Economic Development Authorities, Sandy Hamilton. Sandy, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. And you have no allergies to economic development, right? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Good, then I'm absolutely hang. not. What would that sneeze sound like? Uh. That's just, <laughs> who dislikes money? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there has been a lot of economic development happening around here. Absolutely. Uh, and it'll continue. So that's why, you know, I really wanted to ensure on the front end that you're OK, because uh, what it, what that sneeze would sound like, it would be very fast and quick and never yeah, ending. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Permanent that's condition. Right. right? Yeah. So, well, since that's a natural segue, talk about Red Rock. Well, Red Rock um, is a great development company out of South Carolina that is developing a, a prime piece of property, the uh, old flea market property at Spring Mills, just south of Walmart. And uh, they have recently, um, just within the last couple of weeks, uh, sent out a press release and they are looking for tenants for Class A warehouse space. Oh, nice. So I'm very excited to have them there. They're a great partner and um, they're I'm sure this is going to be the first of many projects they're going to do in Berkeley County. They like doing business here and they see um, what can happen here as far as growth. So what is oh, what so what is Class A warehouse space? Is that like Amazon, FedEx or is that, you know, just maybe if I have a store and want, you know, some extra storage space? It could be mm-hmm. either any of those. Uh Class A is the best. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to have the best in Berkeley County, West Virginia Absolutely. because the best and the best, you know, there's no point in mixing those things. Right. Uh but uh, the classes are usually um, designated. There's class A, B, and C warehouse space. And class A is the cream of the crop, the best space that that's available. And that typically uh, ties into the number of uh, amount of square footage that's available. Mm-hmm. It also means that the price is a little higher because it's very nicely done. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, of course, B is somewhere in the middle and a little less. And then C can actually even be some mixed. You know, there might be some office space with some warehouse mm-hmm. space. But Class A is the primo. Right. Well, and certainly it's going to attract 
the best. Will they get their own traffic light? Because that's a left turn to get. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, no. You try to go out of that Walmart <laughs> that, well, yeah, and get you're on right. the interstate. No, you're right. Yep. So will they? Will the infrastructure kind of catch up with that? Because they'll be making some Absolutely. left well, turns. Well, not even c- catch up with it. I'm hesitant to say this because it might come back and haunt me. But I think we're getting ahead of the traffic piece of it. Ooh. So okay. there's some things I've been working on prior to they submitting their plan to ensure that we address that. Because not only am I concerned about the traffic, but you know we have Potomac School right there right. crossed, and um, and so we just want to ensure from a safety aspect that it's safe for the children in that area. And I had that discussion early on with Red Rock and they're doing everything they can working with department of highways to ensure that, that it's a safe environment, not only for the public, but for, certainly for the students. Is there a broad timeline for when some of the, that construction might happen? Oh, it's not as broad as it could be because okay. of the safety concerns. We want to ensure that it's safe. Okay. Um, and also another question, you may not be prepped for this, but people want to know what's going to happen to Tad's. Like the little ice cream. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. This hey, is I'm what our well, listeners want to hear. Where else can it. you get a mega? Right? right. For, yeah. And I mean, and we're coming gosh, into that time of year. I just gained three pounds by you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, a, that's a concern. Um, People want to know if, if they're going to get kind of pushed out or right. if there's another place for them to go. Right. Not, not you sure. Know, I, I, need, I need to follow up on that because okay. my understanding is they're not going to be pushed down and they'll be able to coexist. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I will follow up on that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. It is important. Absolutely. People want to know, Jordan. Absol- hey, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on. That's honestly a great segue into what's coming up next because Mm -hmm. uh, Tad's being a small business. Perfect. She should be in radio. I know. (laughs) I am once a month. Okay. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. You guys want to be on my show? (laughs) (laughs) It's Sandy's world. We're just living in it. No, uh, I think one of the th- uh, one of the items that's uh, frequently come up as a concern is that um, economic development too often is viewed as being you know the big boys, mm-hmm. the Procter and Gamble's, the Cloroxes, even the Ecolabs, the Argos, and that the small businesses are left by the wayside. And so, um, you know, we have a great partner in Region Nine, and uh, um, Hoping Rachel Snavely, if she's listening, she's not going to get upset by this next thing I'm going to say. But we have a great event coming up uh, this Thursday evening at the Holiday Inn, and its focus is on small business. And I'm saying I hope she doesn't get upset because we're at capacity and we Ooh. have. Oh, <laughs> but I'm. Gonna it's say, happening, but <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, if you're a small business, and I, I, I will say it's too late to be. Um, a sponsor to mm-hmm. be, you know, in the room as far as having a table. But I think we still find room for you if you're a small business and you need to connect to resources. So there's some incredible uh, resources. Uh, Development Authority will have a table set up there. And these it's just like an open house? Kind absolutely. Of? At no cost. Oh, wow. Absolutely. There's a cash bar. Yeah. <laughs> So well, there's got to be a catch somewhere. You know? Well, <laughs> you know, and if we could cover that, we probably would, but if, we can't. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Um, and, it, there'll there'll be some networking, mm-hmm. a lot of networking actually, and and everyone that has a table set up will discuss you know their piece. Oh yeah, and then uh, you know the development authority will talk about who we are and what we can do to help small business. But also we have some dynamite speakers. I mean we have um, Troy Truax, who's the associate mm-hmm. vice president with Michael Baker. We have Bill Woodrum, coordinator of the West Virginia Entrepreneurship uh, Network. He also has a West Virginia Business Link. 
We've got a lady that I think is just tops in her field, and I'm so excited, uh, Betsy Heath. She's the entrepreneurship instructor at James Rumsey with the um, the company lab that was mm-hmm. just rolled out here last month. Does an incredible job helping small businesses. With a Morgan County connection, too, apparently. Um, Travel Berkeley Springs, Morgan right. County Chamber, Economic Development Authority over there. So, Well, and her and her husband own Lot 12. Okay. Food, okay. Food, mm-hmm. Very good right. food. Uh, I actually first met Betsy um, when she was the economic development director in Morgan County. Okay. Oh, cool. So she's she's got a very varied background that uh, really lends itself well to what she's doing now. I mean, she's been in the position of many of these small startups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if somebody can help you from making the mistake they made, right. I mean, that's where it's at. Especially being able to grab them face to face and not have to worry about, you know, maybe an email getting lost or just not, right. you know, schedules Absolutely. not matching up, having everybody in the same room. Yeah. And last but not least, certainly, Deborah Martin, the state director of the Small Business Development Center, is going to be here Thursday night speaking as well. And pick her brain. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, we few thousand people can pick it, and she's going to still probably have more left than I have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's amazing. very, very knowledgeable. So you've got, you know, these experts and this great opportunity for small business to, to come in and take advantage of free resources. Yeah. So, which, so they'll be speaking from 6.30 to 8.00. Yes. Um, will there, there be a time to kind of mill around after, or is that the time to do that beforehand? Probably should do it beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Get that, there a little early. Yeah. I don't know that people are going to immediately scatter. I think uh, worst case scenario, you're going to leave with their contact information and you gotcha. can do some follow up yeah. that'll be very beneficial. <laughs> networking. Yeah. So that's March 24th. Um, five begins the networking and exhibitor fair. Uh, six to six thirty is exhibitor presentation. Six thirty to eight are the speakers that panel that you were just talking about. It's at the Holiday Inn on uh, Foxcroft Avenue in Martinsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great event. And I, and I thank Region yeah. 9, um, Rachel Snavely, um, Jennifer Wishmeyer, David Deemer, those guys for working hard to put that together because um, certainly small business is a huge part of economic development mm-hmm. in any community and certainly in Berkeley County. So we mm-hmm. want to do what we can to assist and help them connect with people that will help their business. We definitely have some community anchors in, in uh, Berkeley County and beyond. And uh, one of those is going to get honored. Yes. My good friend, um, Bill Stubblefield right? is actually going to be honored tonight as the Boy Scouts Distingu- Distinguished Citizen. And there's a, uh, a dinner and an honoring of him tonight and also an opportunity to support the Boy Scouts of our, our area. And um, Bill and Bonnie are just incredible mm-hmm. people. Um, I know a lot of people, but I don't know that I know any couple that are more giving or more intelligent than that couple. And so certainly a, an honor to be able to to attend and to sponsor this event tonight at the Holiday Inn. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb again and say, if you haven't already got <laughs> yeah. a ticket and you'd like to attend, contact me, and I'll do my best to make sure that you can attend that event tonight. See, I'm sure but, that's going to be a who's who over at oh, that today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Bill was on with us. It's been a month or so, yeah. and uh, it, it was remarkable how he kept trying to turn the conversation back to supporting the Boy Scouts and um, uh, doing good things in the community rather than just talking about himself. That's what he's about. And, yeah. you know, that's just uh, one more reason why he should be honored in that manner. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Berkeley County Economic Development Development Authority, Sandy Hamilton. Now, unfortunately, we got to get to our first break of the day, but can you let everybody know where to go to get in touch with you? Uh, maybe if they have any questions about anything? Sure. 
You can go to my website, www.developmentauthority.com, and on that website, you'll see my email address, the office phone number, my cell phone number, but I'm going to give you the cell phone number now as well, 304-596-3690. I think she sneaked me an extra pen. She did because she did because uh, she handed us one for each of us. And I said, man, I can't wait (laughs) until Marcia has two nice pens. And then I don't have any. They migrate over across the hall. Thank you. Try to solve problems. Thanks, Sandy. She went seamlessly. (laughs) I just love how you said the pens migrate over to me. (laughs) We'll go with that one. But Sandy, thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, typing individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. If you missed it for the break... We had a Berkeley County Economic Development Authority, Sandy Hamilton, in to talk about all the, well, economic development that is going on here in the area, like the big one with Red Rocks. And answering important questions like what is going to happen to Tad's. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on uh, today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But Marsha, it's a pretty big weekend if uh, you are looking to get out and about and do something. Absolutely. The home show is is back and we're really happy to, about that the eastern panhandle home builders association home show hits the roundhouse well i shouldn't say hits the roundhouse it's, it's occurring at the roundhouse yeah, i hope not really hitting the roundhouse <laughs> march 26 10 to 6 sunday march 27th 10 to 4 and to talk it up and give us the latest details and probably take about 20 minutes break from frenetic <laughs> preparations are uh Jennifer Church, who's the executive assistant uh, of the Home Builders Association, and Mary Delier. Thanks for coming in, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. I asked Jennifer, are you ready? She's like, not even a little. (laughs) I'm sure it's been uh, a a lot of planning going on, right? Yes, yes. Actually, a couple months of planning, Mm -hmm. so... How's, how's it? I mean, have you guys been able to physically get in there and start uh, getting ready for the, the event at the Roundhouse? There's been some cleanup in there, but we really don't take possession of it until tomorrow. So tomorrow oh. the big stuff happens. The <laughs> pipe and drape goes up uh, for all the booth spaces and we start moving stuff in. So that's when the real stuff happens. So tell people what the, to expect from the home show. I mean, uh, this will be my first home show down here. I mean, I, I've been to them before, but they all seem to be a little bit different from place to place. So uh, what are people to expect this weekend? Uh, there's going to be a lot of vendors, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. We've got builders, uh, lenders, um, plumbers, electricians, um, some security people. Really, it's just a little bit of everything that you could imagine that you would need for a home. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find it at the home show and be able to talk to the, the exhibitors face to face and kind of get a feel for if it's somebody that you'd like to do business with. Yeah. So, Mary, what has been your uh, role here at this home show? Um, this particular home show, I sit on the committee. Uh, I'm also uh, on the board of directors. Uh, but I've been involved with the home show for, I don't know, eight years or so. I've been the co-chair many years in the past, uh, and I've been on the board about that long as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've just been involved for so many years that um, I've watched it jump from the mall to the Berkeley Plaza and now to the Roundhouse. And um, I think that the Roundhouse is going to be a good location for us. So why is that? Why do you think that's going to be a good spot? 
Um, I think it's, I just like the fact that it's downtown, you know, we're, we're promoting the city in one of our historic buildings. It's a beautiful building. Uh, I, I know that in the beginning, we're going to have some logistical issues to work out. We always do whenever it's our first year somewhere. Um, but there's room for expansion with the uh, bridge building once they get the restoration done to that. Uh, so right now we are kind of limited. We don't have as many booths as we normally do, uh, but that's just because we were, uh, the timing wasn't right for mm-hmm. the bridge building, but once the bridge building comes in, we'll have a lot more um, expansion and we'll be able to grow. And it, it, it promotes the city, all the downtown businesses as well. I, I'm also on Main Street, Martinsburg. So hey, it, you're it, busy. it's kind of one of those things <laughs> that, you know, it kind of brings two organizations together that I'm pretty passionate about. So if someone's listening and they haven't really been to a home show, and I, and I know that, that you um, mentioned, you know, what might be there, but it really is a great one-stop place to go whether you actually have a home or you're just thinking about getting a home because you can talk to people you otherwise wouldn't really talk to without an appointment like people like lenders absolutely so you can you know just walk by a booth and get a card Mm -hmm. maybe a little candy because a couple of pins yeah okay you know (laughs) maybe more maybe you're getting pins pins. i feel seen (laughs) but you can you can go by and ask ask casual questions about something you're maybe thinking about and then do the follow-up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and it works for people who are not homeowners as well. I mean, we have insurance companies, so you can talk, and you, you can talk to all the different insurance companies if if you're renters with renters insurance as well. Um, we do promote, obviously, home builders, uh, but that's because that's the organization that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a little bit of everything for everybody. So it's not just for if you're looking for a new home or if you are looking to improve your current home. So it... that's the good thing about it is that, you know, it promotes everybody in our community. Mm -hmm. And years past I've gone through and there've been, you know, hot tubs Mm -hmm. that are being sold, but also solutions for your, you know, wet basement, just all, all these things that you wouldn't really think, Oh, I should really think about fixing this. And then there's someone who's got that. They've got a security system for your, for your home, all of those things. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's just a little bit of everything. Like I said, um, it's now people here home builders. They think of just home building, but it's a it's a wide variety of everything for everybody. So, uh, have you thought about the setup? I'm sure you already have, but the setup for inside the roundhouse because I haven't been inside of it yet. And now, are you going to just do a bunch of circles all around, like a bunch of different circles, like a labyrinth, like a maze going into the uh, roundhouse, or how's it going to be set up? They probably have a diagram, right? Yeah, you I'm do sure. have a diagram, and it is the roundhouse itself is going to be is. A circular building, mm-hmm. so the booths and tables will be in a circle. But we're also using the Frog and Switch building, mm. which is next to it, which is a huge rectangle, and that will, you know, be full of booths and tables as well. And at the back of the Frog and Switch building will be the silent auction, which uh, um, even if you're not a home yeah. owner uh-huh. uh, or looking to build a home, the silent auction is always a fun place to visit. There's something for everyone. You promised that there would be some, you know, you could talk about some of the things uh, that are on the silent auction. So. What have you been able to get? I have, I, I know you can't say all of them yet. But. <laughs> um, we have some gift certificates and gift mm-hmm. baskets, which are definitely the most popular items. Sure. But uh, we have a timeshare. Uh, we oh. have a, a garden cart full of gardening items. Nice. Um, I just got a gift certificate for $250 for 84 lumber. Whoa. Um, well, that's like gold nowadays. Yes. Right. That'll, I mean, that'll buy you a couple sticks of lumber. <laughs> yeah. It'll get you a candy bar when you're on the way out. Yeah. So we have um, some kitchen items, um, some tools. Um, it really is just a little bit of everything. Um, actually, we even have a briar horse basket. 
Um, huh. So, you know, you get something collector. for the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it is a little bit of everything. And it's a it's a fun thing to to be there at the end when we're counting down, you know, pens down and clear the room <laughs> and, and figure out who is the highest bidder. It's um, it's a lot of fun. Oh, when does it all get processed? It, at four o'clock. As soon as the cool. ho- the home show ends at four on Sunday, we start calling people and and divvying out the goodies so to so speak isn't there a patio set is that part of it patio set is actually a giveaway um anyone that mm. enters the uh, the home show uh during the weekend will get a registration card you have to be 18 or older and we put it in a box and we draw a name for a patio set from pine creek structures who is our diamond sponsor this mm. year and um he said you can choose your color and he'll order it for you cool. um it's so what's it's the what's the parking going to look like out there Oh, good question. Okay, so the parking, obviously, it's downtown. So there yeah. is, uh, we do have a map that shows you different parking lots that we can work with. Work mm-hmm. with. Um, the the roundhouse itself does have limited parking, but there is there is a field in the back for parking. Um, there's parking out front. We have um, a, a section designated for handicap parking out front um, so that everybody knows we do have handicap parking on site. The train station itself has a parking lot. There's handicap parking there as well with the, the bridge. So mm-hmm. there is an elevator to where you can come through the bridge for handicap parking it's important that everybody knows we do have plenty of handicap parking and then there's um there's several parking lots that we're going to utilize uh city parking lots downtown um and we have the trolley that's going to operate uh on saturday where's that gonna be picking folks up from It'll at be the, the parking lots. At the different parking, the okay, different cool. parking lots. And they will be marked with oh, signage good. Okay. that this so. is home show parking and that the trolley will pick you oh, cool. up there. Very yes. nice. And, and if anybody has any questions, just go to the website and look at the map. There is a map there that shows you driving directions and the parking lots. So the doors open at 10 both mornings on Saturday and Sunday, but folks can come and park a little ahead of that, I'm, I'm sure. When, yeah. when Will the shuttle start running at 10? Actually, I believe the shuttle starts running at 11. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Awesome. Again, we're speaking about uh, the Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association Home Show going on this weekend. Now, unfortunately, we got to get to a break uh, here in just a few minutes. Can you let everybody know again where to go to find out more about you know the specifics of the home show this weekend and to get in touch if they want to? Our website is the uh, best source of information. It is ephomeshow.com, or you can see us on our Facebook page, Eastern Panhandle Home Show, and there's lots of great information on the Facebook page, and there's even a video of the roundhouse. Oh, cool. If you don't know what it looks like, it's, yeah. it's a great video that just posted yesterday. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to being out there. I think a bunch of our stations going to be out there through uh, each day, Saturday and mm-hmm. Sunday, and I've never been to the Roundhouse, so I'm looking forward to that. And it is free to get in, mm-hmm. and you might even see some of the personalities from here. Yeah, so. There you go. <laughs> Which I'm not sure people would charge. Yeah. pay for yeah, it. I don't know if you want to see me or any of us, but who knows? We'll be there nonetheless. Uh, but thank you for coming in and chatting about it. it. Sounds like it's going to be a blast. And again, it's this weekend down at the Roundhouse, and uh, yeah, thank you for stopping in. Thanks so much for having Thanks us. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, part of the Panhandle Story for 75 years with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, we had folks from the Eastern Panhandle Home Builders Association Home Show talking about the home show coming up this weekend, Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday. Free parking, free admission. So if you're out and about, come on down to the roundhouse. Uh, you're going to see all kinds of different people. Marsha, I think, Marsha and I, well, I'll be down there. I think you're going to be down there probably at some point or another. But uh, if you missed any of that conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But now time for our next segment. of Meet the Candidates. And joining us this morning uh, for Meet the Candidates is Jennifer Krause for Jefferson County Commission. Thank you for joining us today. Now, uh, before we get going into any of the, you know, super hard-hitting questions, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what are you running? Why are you running for Jefferson County Commission? Uh, good morning. So, uh, I am a wife. I am a mother of five children, and I'm a brand-new grandmother. Well, congratulations. congratulations. Four months. Four months. Beautiful Aww. little baby girl. They are local, so that's a blessing. Absolutely. Um, I grew up in Maryland and uh, my husband and I both grew up in Maryland and moved to West Virginia about nine years ago. I live in Shepherdstown. And uh, over the past two years, just watch our freedoms get eroded slowly and everything shut down, everything taken away from us. Businesses were forced to close. Schools were forced to close. um, Churches were forced to close. uh, All of these things... uh, they weren't necessary. They really weren't necessary, and we know that now. Uh, but I, I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't happy with my children at home crying because they missed their friends, and it wasn't. It, it just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So I decided at a local level, right? All politics is local. At a local level, maybe there is something that I can do to help. Uh, my son, my middle, he's 17. He's a, an EMT in Jefferson County and uh, super proud of him because he's still a high school student. Oh, wow. And I hope he's not listening because he'll get really <laughs> mad at me for bringing him up. But, you know, he talks a lot about the issues that he sees at the firehouses. And uh, I thought there's another good reason. There's something I can do to help because I have a very unique perspective having a son in the house who does this, who who sees things and, and can help me understand certain things. So, you know, I decided to toss my hat in the ring and, and here I am. So it, you know, it, when we're looking back at something like a global pandemic, um, I guess it's a little unfair to armchair quarterback, Monday yep. morning quarterback, yep. but you said, you know, you, you had kids in the school systems, mm-hmm. you, you saw their, you know, their, uh, education kind of disrupted <clears throat> at the time. Uh, we didn't know what we were dealing with right. uh, the national government, the, um, state government, in some cases, you know, we're trying to do whatever they could yes. do just to keep, you know, people safe. Uh, at what point should have maybe local governments like Jefferson County Commission uh, stepped in and changed those things? And in your opinion, because it sounds as though in retrospect, you think that maybe some of those mandates and restrictions should have been lifted earlier. That's true. Very true. So uh, and and a really good question. Um, the the way that the entire country well, I'm not even going to go with the whole world. We're, I'm going to talk about us here. Um, we did not know what we were dealing with, did we? Uh, it was terrifying at the start. Once you start seeing, you know, some statistics come in and, and you see who does this really affect? 
at the very beginning, um, there was a, a declaration. It was called the Great Barrington Declaration. Doctors, I mean, people from all over the world, uh, uh, professionals in their fields were signing off on this and, and putting their name on this, uh, talking about we have to acknowledge who are the vulnerable population. Children are not the vulnerable population, and they never were, uh, and and they still aren't. They they don't carry enough load to pass it to grandma and, and all of this. And but I understand at the very beginning we did not know this. Over time, we've been able to see this isn't a problem. There were some states, and I'll point to Florida, who uh, handled it very differently and did fine. We saw. Schools open and children were getting their normal school experience and they weren't forced to mask and they were doing well. Mm. We were not. Meanwhile, my daughter is at home crying because she can't sit. It's not good for children, is it, to sit in front of the computer for how many hours a day? That's what we've always been told. Don't let your kids do this. And now they're telling us to do this. mm -mm, It wasn't it wasn't right. And yeah, so. I, I hope I, I hope I answered yeah. your question. So, but in your perspective, the commission maybe could have yes, done something sorry. countywide. Well, the- yes, absolutely. Uh, in fact, it, that was um, a, a very good point. The the medical director in our county, uh, I he made a move right before schools began last year. They had gone all all summer with no masks and no problems, and and they had summer programs and everything, and there were no issues. Um, he made the determination on the Friday before school started on Monday that, yep, I think we must wear masks. Everybody needs to do it and took that freedom from parents. The health department consequently came and said, as a matter of fact, uh, doctor, uh, that doctor doesn't speak for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't back him up on that and we don't support that. We believe that should be a parent's choice. Again, speaking with Jennifer Krause, running for Jefferson County Commission. Now, we just have uh, about three minutes here until we have to get to our last break. But uh, if you are elected into your seat, uh, what are your first steps? So uh, I'm very big on public safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely support the police. I have a huge problem with people who say we need to defund the police, which, of course, we've seen happen over over the past year uh, across the country. Um, I have met with police. I've met with our sheriff. I've met with uh, fire and EMS chiefs. Uh, as I said, my son, you know, being an EMT and, and, and everything, that matters a great deal to me. Their safety, they, they need to be supported and funded in a way to not only keep us safe, but to keep themselves safe. That's a very big deal to me. And also, every vote that I would make, I would always err on the side of freedom for people. Absolutely. Again, uh, Jennifer Krause running for Jefferson County Commission. Uh, can you let everybody know where to go to get in touch with you, find out more about you ahead of the election? Sure. Uh, uh, I am on Facebook at Krause for JCC, K-R-O-U-S-E for JCC. And you can email me at Krause for JCC at gmail.com. Perfect. Again, Jennifer Krause running for Jefferson County Commission. Thank you for stopping in and Thank chatting you. with us on Meet the Candidates this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had another installment of Meet the Candidates, this time with Jennifer Krause running for Jefferson County Commission. So if you missed anything that Jennifer had to say, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. And Marsha, speaking of Facebook, if you were on it at all in the last, well, I guess really 12 hours, you saw uh, about the fire happening up on the mountain. Right, and you can see a story. Um, I kind of amalgamated some of the information from area fire crews about uh, about the fire that broke out yesterday uh, that uh, traveled to about 50 acres up on the mountain uh, and crews from four states and a bunch of different jurisdictions. You can see them listed there at that article on panhandlenewsnetwork.com, uh, worked on fighting that, that uh, it started off as a large brush fire, apparently, off uh, Leafy Hollow Lane, according to the Berkeley Springs Volunteer Fire Company. And then, you know, all these different, from Pennsylvania even, mm-hmm. Allegheny County uh, in Maryland. Frederick and, County. Yeah, and all the all the usuals, like our local great mm-hmm. fire crews uh, from the different little towns, Hedgesville, um, all those different uh, smaller crews came out, and they were all fighting this fire. And as a matter of fact, through the day, you could see Berkeley Springs uh, Volunteer Fire Company was uh, asking anyone during the day t- if they wanted to stop by with food or Gatorade yeah. Oh, yeah. or water because it was it was warm yesterday. If you're fighting a fire, that's a bad combination. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, in one of their more recent posts and, and a post from the sheriff, in, uh, Casey Bohr, they appreciated all the the different folks because you know we're not out on the lines, but regular folks like us can certainly drop by with um, snacks and things like that. And that was yeah. a huge help. Now I'd have to wonder if there's any, cause looking at the pictures, it seems like it started in kind of a weird spot. You'd think that maybe like a lightning strike hit it or something like that. But I, I'd wonder, of course there wasn't any lightning mm-hmm. around yesterday. Uh, if there's like maybe a trail that goes up near there somewhere that maybe somebody was on or I haven't I just, seen, I'm not, just curious as the, cause it just seemed like it was in such a weird spot mm-hmm. on the mountain. So I haven't seen any speculation as to what caused it, but it started as a brush fire. So there could be a lot of different reasons yeah. for that. And it was windy. It's been windy the last couple of days. Right. And so I'm someone and and it, people are supposed to not be burning, you know, mm-hmm. until five in the evening. But if someone had a cigarette or or had a, a little fire or something in a contained area and a spark kind of, you know, it, there are all kinds of reasons that it could have happened. But the, the good news is it looks as though they were able to hand uh, the monitoring over it to the um, to the forestry service overnight. And obviously it's, it's going to spread a little less during the, um, the nighttime as we've talked to Steve mm-hmm. Allen about. So hopefully that is under control. And one of the notes from um, Hedgesville's fire department, let me see if I can find that. Uh, the Hedgesville Volunteer Fire Company uh, in a post that they released this morning so the fire is on the western side of the Meadow Branch stream, which will act as a natural fire break between the two ridges in the valley. The fire was contained at the top of the mountain with handmade fire lines. So that's a lot of work from the fire oh, yeah, crews. Absolutely. That prevented it from crossing over and down the other side. The message goes on to say there might be heavy smoke conditions, um, but they don't believe that the residents in like Sleepy Creek, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Sleepy Hollow and the Woods Resort communities 
are in any danger. But they said, if you see fire, of course, you can call 911. But but their words were, don't panic. Man, looking at some of these pictures. It's it, a line. Yeah, thing was burning. Yeah. And did you notice any of it? Like uh, the smoke or anything from, because I didn't notice any You just here in town this morning. I bet people west of here, <clears throat> like in Morgan County, obviously, and in, in Hedgesville probably are getting a little of that. Uh, but I, I wouldn't think so, because the wind, wind goes to the mm, east. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, hopefully everybody's safe and everything is controlled and, uh, you know, firefighters are good and everything's all right because uh, it's always tough with uh, forest fires and we don't get a lot of them here. So right. it's always kind of you have to use stuff or use equipment and techniques that you never have to you don't have to use very often. But I'm sure they train a lot. And that's a question we could ask Steve Allen when he comes in tomorrow for his monthly segment what could possibly go wrong that's right and see what you know what kind of training that they undergo for eventualities like this that maybe you know it's not a house fire i mean they Mm -hmm. get house fires all the time but this is something they might have to deploy you know a helicopter with water and um of course all that digging so bringing in heavy equipment for example to create a fire line which you might not necessarily have to do in a in a house fire Mm -hmm. so all of these um, kind of things that they probably have to prepare for. Right. Speaking of preparation, we don't get a lot of tornadoes here. Yeah. However. Say, so what is the what is this that's so, going to happen? So we're having a national safety week. So there's going to be sirens that are going off yeah, everywhere? Yeah, so at 11 o'clock, they're just testing out their equipment. 11 o'clock this morning. Okay, so in about an hour. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was at 11 p.m.? That'd be terrifying. But, but wouldn't that be, I mean... Tornadoes happen at night too. I mean, yeah. Why not throw it out at midnight? Well, or eleven maybe, p.m. I mean, maybe. come on. Probably still wouldn't. It wake wouldn't me wake up. you up. Yeah. No. <laughs> Probably still wouldn't wake me up. That's for sure. Oh, and just a note that I'm seeing here from an hour ago from uh, Morgan County Sheriff's Department, per West Virginia Natural Resource Police, the Sleepy Creek Wildlife Management Area is closed to all except firefighters and other authorized personnel. All others are subject to trespassing. This is over on the, uh, from Sheriff Borer over at the uh, Morgan County Sheriff's Department. So if you want, try to go over there and just get out of pictures. curiosity and get some mm-hmm. pictures, don't do it. Or if you do, stay uh, as far away as you can. That's good to know. Yeah, because if not, well, Sheriff and everybody else are going to come after you. Yeah, and they don't need to be wasting their resources going after someone who's, you know, out there when they shouldn't be. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, or they uh, could just hand them a bucket and say, "There you go." Oh, okay. okay I just came to stop Feeling by. Feeling froggy. To stop throw by some see. water. <laughs> throw some water on this fire. Now, uh, Marsha. Yes. I know that you are. A, you get a little upset when we talk about other sports teams, other college teams that aren't just shepherd rams for whatever sport why, but why do you out me like that we got to talk well, no, every I, week. I think it's great i think it's great every week because i'm the same way <laughs> if this team if glenville didn't they'd stop winning i'd stop talking about them <laughs> but they ended up winning their elite eight matchup against west texas a&m 103 to 56 wow that is a blowout uh yeah, okay. in the Elite Eight of all stages. Respect. So, I mean, if Respect. you ask me, and uh, me and Parker were talking about it yesterday, if you ask us, they now that they did that, they put 103 points up mm-hmm. in the Elite Eight and only gave up 56, I think they're probably going to win the whole thing. So, so this is the women's team. <laughs> correct. Glenville State, uh, the the Lady Pioneers, I believe is how they uh, uh, what they go by. They will be facing off against Grand Valley State. If you're a Shepherd sports fan, you've definitely heard of Grand Valley State before. It's usually... A, what it comes down to for football uh, is Grand Valley State's where they went and did their walkthrough and stuff before the Ferris State game. It's up in Cedar Rapids, Grand Rapids, whatever it is up there. One of the Rapids or whatever. But that'll happen uh, tomorrow, 7 p.m. You can probably watch it. It's the Final Four, so you can probably watch it on the um, 
TV somewhere. It'll be on. But and yeah. so when when Shepherd women uh, went against Glenville women, what was it? Twelve point eighty-two to seventy. Okay. Yeah, eighty-two yeah. to seventy. Yeah, hundred. That's pretty to close. Six. So goodness. so eighty-two to seventy, not a bad margin. No, I'm not against this team. No, I mean, and, and it all happened in the in the last eighth mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah, let's happened. just once, point that out. Once uh, Sydney Clayton she fouled out. That mm-hmm. was it. Well, so. she before she fouled out, she got her fourth foul. Uh, that was it, pretty much. Uh, the home court advantage, and I'm going to say it, the referee advantage. Okay, but you couldn't say that. You back. could not say that no, while you were doing the play by play. Couldn't say it that. But I mean, we. It could have been us. It very well could have been us. I'd have been interested to see and, uh, how by far us. I mean, Shepherd University, us women's it's still basketball. Us. Come on, it's still okay. Yeah, you listen to enough. You listen and watch enough of the games. You can start saying the we and the okay, us. Okay, but they the... would never let me on the court. I they might be like, get that ball, go out, and that'll keep her busy for two minutes. Go, go try to get that just, bouncing ball. Just yeah, roll it to the other end. You just see Marsha just kind of like jogging a, after like it, like a Labrador. Ooh, Ooh a ball. <laughs> That's that's the extent of what they would let. Those are my talents right there. I could go after the ball. But yes, I'd also, I'd have been very interested to see how far the uh, Shepherd Rams they would have gone, especially if they'd have beaten Glenville. Um, they probably would have beaten Charleston in the championship game. Uh, so it's yeah, it would have been interesting, definitely interesting. So, but hey, it's you always if you're going to lose to somebody, might as well lose to the to the eventual, the eventual winner, champions, maybe? right? Yeah. So uh, go Glenville, I guess. Uh, here in the next two games, <laughs> go West Virginia team. Yeah, there we go. go okay, West. yeah, we're just rooting for the state. Okay, yes, and that is fair enough. But but isn't it an exciting prospect to think about the, this program starting back up again next basketball season? I know, but we got to get through football first. Okay. I get through football first, and that should be almost a reload for the football team, too, with Tyson the, coming back. And, yeah, but those ladies aren't going to take a day off. They're going to still be conditioning and stuff. Oh, yeah. Over the absolutely, summer. Absolutely. So. But uh, definitely, I can't mentally ever skip football. Believe that. Okay. That'll be my entire, that'll be every waking th- and sleeping thought here in just a few short months. But hey, that's why we do it. Got to get through baseball season, too. Oh, but that's just as a fan. Oh, you know how nice it was yesterday to just walk walk my dog last night and have a baseball game playing on the radio and right? just listening. It was nice out. And you oh, weren't working. <laughs> wasn't working. Oh, it was so nice. I love it. I love baseball season, especially that it's back. But uh, I think that just about does it for us here on Panhandle Live. For Marsh Cavallon, I'm Jordan Ice Warner. If you missed any of this show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. We had Sandy Hamilton on from Berkeley County Economic Development, and we had our Meet the Candidates segment, as well as talking with people from the Eastern Panhandle uh, Home Show. So if you missed any of it, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But for Marsh Cavallon, I'm Jordan Ice Warner. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. We are proud to live here, too.